0: The CECC announced 89 new cases of COVID Sunday, with 37 imported and 52 local cases. The local cases came from Taoyuan, Kaohsiung, Taipei, and Ilan, with 30 infected in Taoyuan's Far Glory Free Trade Zone, where the total of that cluster has reached 100. Let's hear from the health minister.
1: as for far Glory's cases another 30 confirmed cases were added yesterday from the original cases number 18219 and 18220 that came from the free trade zone we're now looking at a total of 100 cases we've already requested chief executive officer victor Wan to set up a command center there to handle epidemic management work Apart from Maskey, Ingresses is another company that has a higher number of confirmed cases in the free trade zone. Among the 500 people from the company tested, 17 came out positive. The building that houses ASCII and Ingresses is located in the value-added section of the Far Glory Free Trade Zone. The section has two buildings with almost 3,000 people working in them. We've ordered the value-added section to halt all operations. ASCII employees working in the same location must self-isolate over this period. Members of their households should intensively self-monitor their health and refrain from traveling. They should avoid leaving the house if possible and refrain from taking public transport. Among ASCII's
0: 386 migrant workers, 66 had tested positive and were sent for treatment, and 320 were sent to quarantine facilities. As for other migrant workers in the free trade zone, 14 were quarantined, three tested positive, and 373 were issued a shelter-in-place order. As for Kaohsiung, the Kaohsiung port cluster expanded Sunday with 15 more confirmed cases. All of them were found to be connected with the cluster from a Sierra Leone-flagged merchant ship called the Xinguang. Case 18306, a migrant worker whose infection source was undetermined, was found to have come in contact with stevedores at the port. Most of the new cases were traced to infected co-workers or friends and family members. Case 18444 was infected by 18156 in the same clinic they visited. Meanwhile, Ilan and Taipei reported confirmed cases who are hotel staff members. One is a chef at the Grand Hotel. It started with her older brother, who was a confirmed case. Later, her contacts, including... Her younger sister, mother, a friend of the older brother in New Taipei, all tested positive. In Ilan, a friend desk clerk at the Evergreen Resort Hotel was infected. His girlfriend had subsequently tested positive. The hotel has undergone disinfection and approximately 1,000 people, including hotel staff and guests, have undergone testing. Lunar New Year is the season for government officials and politicians to hand out red envelopes and lucky scrolls to members of the public. But this year, the practice is prohibited due to COVID. The government announced on Sunday that politicians and civil servants are barred from making the rounds this year. Members of both the blue and green camps have responded positively to the measure.
1: With the current surge of local cases of COVID, Minister of the Interior Shu Guoyong came to the CECC Sunday to announce that public officials should not be making the rounds this Lunar New Year.
0: I'm here to make a special request to all elected officials across the country as well as our government officials that we are prohibiting visits to public events.
1: The announcement means that politicians' traditional Lunar New Year practice of handing out scrolls and red envelopes will not take place this year. Just a few days ago, the presidential office announced that President Tsai and Vice President Lai would cancel temple visits and red envelope distributions for the second year in a row. Former President Ma Ying-jeou was planning to travel from Northern to Southern Taiwan on Sunday, making six stops to distribute the New Year Lucky Scrolls. The trip has been precipitously called off. KMT lawmaker Lin Yi-hua, whose name also appears on the scrolls to be handed out by the former president, points out that this is an election year, and she's only printed a thousand scrolls this year, most of which have been distributed since January 1st. Now she's running low. <laughs>
0: This time, maybe it's due to the price. Printing lucky scrolls cost 1.9 NT each, so it cost about 19,000 to 20,000 NT. Now there are no more than 80 copies left. Prohibiting public engagements means I missed the chance to get in touch with the people. So I was thinking, if I was running in the election this year, I would be quite anxious. During the Lunar New Year, our campaign materials have also been prepared, printed, and are ready for distribution at the temples. Then everything on the itinerary was canceled due to the pandemic. This is quite an impact on newcomers.
1: Indeed, to those running in the year-end city council elections for the first time, time, it's a missed opportunity to come in contact with their constituents. But in the face of COVID, that is a price to pay.
0: I already announced in our regular meeting that these large-scale banquets and gatherings are all prohibited, and I will not call on the people to gather to distribute any red envelopes or spring festival scrolls. We've canceled the distribution of red envelopes in principle. As for our itinerary, we'll have to see how the epidemic pans out.
1: Politicians in both the blue and green camps have come out to express their support of prevention of social gatherings. Fighting COVID is, after all, the most important battle at hand.
0: Since former President Li hui passed away in 2020, his namesake foundation's priority has been to set up his memorial library. It was determined over the weekend that the future presidential library will be housed in the former National Taiwan University Law School building. The library's collection and exhibitions will be centered around democracy and human rights in memory of Taiwan's father of democracy. It's been almost a year and a half since former President Li Denhui passed away. Today, thanks to the active preparations by the Li Denhui Foundation, the former NTU Law School building will likely house his memorial library.
1: National Taiwan University's former social science and law campus was established almost a century ago. The late president and agricultural economist by training once taught classes here. So, having the memorial library at this location is especially meaningful.
0: If the site already comes with available land and building, and if it also has historical significance, then instead of looking for land and constructing the library ourselves, it would be much more efficient. Annie Lee personally called NTU President Guan to discuss this project. NTU's administrators are quite supportive of it because, one, it has significance, and two, late President Lee is in fact an NTU alumnus. So if a library like this can be established at NTU, it would be quite meaningful.
1: An avid reader, Lee had a collection of at least 20,000 titles. His study, located in the basement of his former residence, is a veritable library. The future presidential library will house and curate the entire catalog. Since he was nicknamed Mr. Democracy, future library exhibits will also center around the themes of democracy and human rights but the funding for this library will have to be raised entirely by the Li Denhui Foundation, which is chaired by Li's second daughter, Annie Li. This is in sharp contrast with another presidential library, Jingguo Qihai Cultural Park, which was inaugurated over the weekend. The park, named after Li's predecessor, Jiang Jingguo, was founded largely thanks to the government's donation that one presidential library was funded by taxpayers' money, but the other has to raise its own funds, had some questioning whether the government was fair.
0: The Li Denhui Foundation today is unlikely to be given the same treatment. I can only say the Jiang Jingguo Foundation's establishment is largely due to its historical background and sustained to the present day. Since Taiwan is now in democratic times, I believe if late President Lee were still with us, he probably wouldn't want to see the public sector spending resources to build this library. I hope the library will come into existence from the bottom up as a result of the people's consensus and with our foundation leading the effort.
1: So far, it is still unclear when the memorial library will materialize. Currently, the foundation's priority is to sign a Memorandum of Understanding with NTU so the world can come to witness Li huis contributions to the democratization of Taiwan.
0: Garbage collection is a routine occurrence, but few people know how dangerous it can be. Sharp flying objects, exploding electronics and locals who chase after the garbage truck are all hazards that come with the job. On average, four waste collectors die each year while going on their rounds. Their workplace safety can be improved by better protective gear and new laws and protocols. But there's also a lot that everyday people can do to make the streets safer for those who pick up our trash. Let's find out more in our Sunday special report.
2: Every day, as the sun sets in the west, there's one group of people who start getting ready for their workday. The romantic notes of a maiden's prayer are symbolic of the garbage truck for the people of Taiwan. When the tune comes within earshot, locals drop what they're doing and rush out the door with their household waste. All along the street, people clutch bags of all sizes, containing everything from regular garbage and food waste, to recyclables such as bottles, cans, paper, and even glass. Some bags have liquids in them and some emit foul smells. This waste, which would leave most people cringing, is an unavoidable companion throughout the workday for garbage workers.
1: It's good the people So
2: I think it's quite hard work for them, so I'm very thankful to work them. If it weren't for them, what will we do about the waste? Workers first inspect the truck before heading out. Every time they go out collecting, They are out there for at least six hours, so it's imperative to make sure the truck is operating at its best. When the garbage truck heads out, it is typically accompanied by a recycling truck. Each truck has a driver and an assistant. Once the truck arrives at the pickup location, the assistant stands at the back of the truck and helps collect garbage from residents. Standing on a raised platform at the back of the truck, the assistant holds on to a bar with one hand while taking garbage from people with the other hand. The assistant on the recycling truck must be like an octopus, balancing his weight while taking bags from people and tearing those bags open to separate recycling into different containers. Crowds gather and garbage trucks come up for roadside pickup. It's an everyday occurrence with safety risks that commonly go unseen.
0: 垃圾車後車斗起火, 垃圾帶變成了炸彈, 碰了一聲, when they
2: are seen, they appear like this garbage trucks catching fire and emitting smoke, or explosions of dust from the back of trucks. Workers are engaged in a game of survival, not knowing when the enemy will strike. How is it that household waves can cause such
3: explosions? For example, after the annual Ghost Festival, during which people will burn Joss Paper, we get people rushing to dump ash in the garbage trucks. At quick glance, the fire appears to be extinguished, but inside it may still be smouldering. When they dump it into the truck, it gets compressed with other waste in the truck's rear loader and continues to smoulder. That really can turn into a fire, which puts the vehicle and the workers at risk. When we encounter such a situation, we don't waste any time discussing it, we just dump all the waste or recycling out into an empty surface. This is to prevent the truck from catching fire and the workers from getting injured. Veteran waste management
2: worker jong Zhongzhi works mostly as a recycling collection assistant. He once had a life and death experience on the job.
0: I recall thinking at the time that there was something strange going on. Smoke began pouring out of both sides of the rear loader and there was a very strong smell. I pressed the emergency button and told the driver that it appeared there was a fire in the loader. The driver immediately got out, opened the loader and activated the ejection plate. As soon as he opened it and the ejection plate came forward, there was a bang and a fire started.
2: Metal compressed air canisters, like gas cans for portable stoves and cans for hairspray and spray paint, should be taken to an open area and thoroughly emptied before being recycled these items and others can explode and cause harm to garbage collectors.
4: If the compression plate comes down onto a steel nail, it will be shot straight out. The speed of that is faster than a bullet. There also may be glass shards. There's even the one thing that everyone jokes about, Sometimes, kitchen waste is not properly separated and is put with regular garbage instead. As soon as the compressor comes down, it gets sprayed all over everyone's faces, the faces of residents dropping off their garbage and our faces.
2: Powdered products like milk powder and starch can also explode into a cloud of dust under the compressor. Another danger is batteries and mobile power banks, which, when bent out of shape, can suddenly increase in temperature and explode. These household items can become bombs that cause harm to workers.
3: Whether it's a regular alkaline battery or a button cell battery, it will create high heat and catch fire. We are always very worried about this. If people don't properly separate their waste and give things a chance to decompose, if they just throw it into the garbage truck like that, it will result in fires.
2: Nationwide, there are nearly 34,000 waste management workers. They visit every corner of Taiwan, removing refuse like guardian angels of the streets. All too often, they only have injuries to show for it.
4: How high is our occupational hazard rate after all? Over the five years from 2014 to 2018, there was an average of roughly 1,000 injuries per year. That included piercings, sprains, falls, collisions, and other types of injury.
2: What's even more shocking is that, on average, there are four waste management workers per year who lose their lives while on duty.
4: According to the information we've collected, in the 23 years since 1999, there have been 132 fatal work-related injuries. Of those, 78 occurred on the way to or from work. On average, over the 23-year period, five waste management workers die annually. Those killed in traffic accidents account for roughly three out of that five. That's a very high rate. Over the past 10 years specifically, that number has grown to four annually.
2: For waste management workers, the scariest scenario is people chasing the garbage truck. Such behavior is dangerous for everyone involved.
3: Throwing garbage onto the truck while riding a scooter is very dangerous. When someone chases us like this, they have one hand on the scooter handlebar while they throw the garbage with the other hand. Their center of gravity is off and they might fall. It's quite dangerous.
4: Nationwide, there are about 3,100 roadside collection routes. Basically, the truck goes from point to point collecting garbage stopping at each one for one to three minutes. Maybe you weren't paying attention and you missed the truck, and while the truck is driving off, you want to chase after it. However, while the truck is in motion, there is no waste collection. You can't catch it no matter how fast you are.
3: To improve
2: convenience and reduce work-related injuries, Taipei City runs its garbage collection a little differently. Garbage trucks arrive at each location at fixed times, creating a win-win for the public and collection workers. Locals young and old don't need to chase the truck, as they know exactly when collection occurs. They can have more time to separate their waste. Workers also have more time to do their job. Currently, Taipei is the only county or municipality that has fixed-time garbage collection in all districts. Trucks follow 188 routes and collect at 4,000 locations in the city. However, this method is not suitable for every locality in Taiwan. Authorities must consider things like population density and road width. Whatever authorities decide, one thing is certain the safety of workers cannot be
4: overlooked.
3: Our basic equipment now includes protective eyewear, plastic helmets, pierce-resistant gloves, and safety boots.
2: From head to toe, waste management workers are outfitted in safety gear. But the public also has a role to play. A little more sorting and a little less chasing can go a long way to keeping sanitation workers safe on the job.